know, frequently if we begin to talk to people about human relations and about how difficult it is to care for somebody else uh, and all of that, a person says rather quickly, no, 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 it's not me. I'm very empathetic and kind and loving. You mean somebody else. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very charitable. I give a lot to charity and all of this. And uh, to, to this, what, what do we say? How do we, how we bring a person to reality a little bit is asking them to explain really truly how the good of another person relates to their own good. Right? Meaning a person gives us this stick about how they're so caring and kind. And then we say, listen, to you, I'm just an image. I'm just something that you see. If you close your eyes, I disappear. You close your ears, I disappear. You, you leave. And assuming we don't know each other personally, that's it. I'm gone. I'm nothing more than a faint memory. Why in the world do you have, quote unquote, care and empathy and love and concern for me? Explain. Obviously, a person cannot explain. Or it's some kind of uh, pseudo explanation. Oh, because like we're all human beings and I care about human beings, blah, blah, blah. So the fact of the matter is that this is a very difficult puzzle. And it's not anything that we want to give a very simple solution to because then we BS ourselves part of the language and we simply, excuse me, convince ourselves uh, of this, these kinds of sentences and consequently we grow our vanity without uh, anything in return, without a return, right? We want some kind of return in our understanding. So for that, we need to actually understand something instead of simply saying sentences, the meaning of which we don't know. So let's try to... Uh, uh, brainstorm a little bit on this topic. How is it possible to care about anybody else but ourself? So first of all, the, the problem is, to, to, to restate it, is that you, from your own perspective, is all that, that there is. Again, you, you see some things, you hear some things, you smell some things, you taste some things. What is it? Feel? Did we mention that? Whatever the five senses are. And that's it, right? So this is the same thing whether you're sleeping, whether and you have dreams, whether you're hallucinating, you've taken some uh, uh, drugs that maybe you shouldn't have taken, and now you ha you're saying some things, right? So what's the what's the idea that all of a sudden to some of these images in your dreams you 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 really care about, you really love, right? Like it, it, nowadays people. Thoughtless people say, oh, we might be in a quote-unquote in a simulation, in an electronic simulation. So just to put to, to put the problem forth, that it's not so clear what the relation is of quote-unquote these other people to you. You feel your own pain. You feel your own pleasure. You have emotions, right? So what, what does anybody else have to do with it except with how they do have to do with it, right? If somebody came to you and said, listen, you need to, uh, if you hit this button right here every time, you're going to get a million dollars, but a person somewhere in the world is going to die, right? Some random person that you're not going to have any connection with, any relation with. We may say, oh, but what if it's a family member or friend? Okay, it won't be a family member or friend. It'll be somebody on the other side of the world that you don't know. Some people will feel too guilty that they know they wouldn't be able to sleep at night, but others wouldn't. And even those who would, it would really be a challenge to explain rationally why they would stop themselves from, from hitting that button, right? Because again, I'm me, I have uh, uh, my interest in my life. There's this vague, ambiguous concept that there's billions of people out there. How in the world does it, what possible difference can it make that some random person somewhere is gonna die because I hit a button? Assuming that causal relationship could even be established because people die every moment anyway, right? 
So this is, again, this, this is a riddle. We have to really fully appreciate it. And the first step to ever potentially, potentially not being quote unquote egomaniacs is to understand just how, to what extent we are egomaniacs, right? Because if we continue to live in this delusion, I care about others, I love people, blah, blah, blah. We, we never will because we, that we can't. Again, we, we're, this is the initial state we're in. So all of those statements translate to, I'm vain. I want to think something about myself. I want to self-esteem boast, so I'm going to think of myself as a good person because I help these images in, in my life dream. I give them some food. I, I go, uh, I'm nice to people, and, and who knows what. So we have to be totally honest with where we start out, which is that there's there's nothing besides me. There's nobody besides me. There's no other interest besides my own interest. That that's the only thing that counts. So how do we? How, how can we proceed from here? So uh, one thing to to think about is that regardless of the status of the images that you see whether even if it's in a dream even even if it's an assimilation or in a video game there is a, a, a direct correspondence of how you uh, relate to these images and how you treat them in your own mental health to so speak in your own humanity and consequently, again, even if you're in assimilation, even if you're in a dream, even if nobody else is real besides you and it's all just uh, just a bunch of imagery, uh, if you treat the, the, the people poorly, if you act in a selfish way, if you don't take it, other interest into consideration, remember we we're saying you instead of the more humble and nice we and less preachy we because it's not we, right? We assumes that this speaker exists and you don't know that this speaker exists because you're just hearing a voice. That's all you're hearing. You don't know that 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 uh, he exists. So we can only say you, not to sound preachy, all right? But <laughs> um, so you, uh, regardless of, of uh, the, the sounds that you hear, like a voice like this or, or on the street or these images you see, if you simply mind your own very narrow interest and you think the most important thing is is how my body does, the, the most important thing is is how I feel, you're gonna destroy yourself, right? And we see the outcome of people that cannot grant anybody reality, aka what we call sociopaths and psychopaths, and uh, they have a very poor end and that uh, they, even if they, it, for, forgetting about the fact that frequently people don't like that, they try to, uh, you know, they come after you if you treat them in a selfish way and abuse you and assault you and all this kind of stuff, there, there's the thing to consider of just, we, we can absolutely destroy ourselves from the inside out. We have no idea the kinds of emptiness and the kinds of horrid, horrid, inconceivably unimaginably awful worlds that very many people live in and how they got there in amongst other things was that they did not grant reality to anybody else they said only i am real and only and these images that i see they're exclusively and totally images they mean nothing at all to me except how can they benefit uh, my again these very narrow interests how can they make me feel good and how can they avoid how can i avoid making uh, how can I avoid making them make me feel bad if we said that right, right? So that's the, the direct motive. So we need to understand that in treating other people good, that it's the most selfish thing and it's the most self-interested thing, right? So we have to, that, that, that further can be an antidote to the, to the vanity and the nonsense of thinking that we're some kind of hero for, for treating other people good. This is a question of survival. If we 
sorry, we again were saying, if you if you do not uh, treat other people as if they are real, again, even in your dream at night, to be honest, even if you're in a video game, right? Even in a simulation, but never mind in what you, we, you naturally think to be real life, uh, then you will gradually, step-by-step, step, destroy yourself. So that's, again, we, we already have a motive here. Treat as if people were real, whether or not they are, whether any, no other considerations. But what about something deeper than that? It, it, what about, this This seems too selfish, excuse me, and it seems still, right? It seems too self-interested. We want maybe a higher ideal. Uh, you want a higher ideal to shoot for and something uh, and something nicer sounding than that. So here we would, um, there's, there's, there's a bunch of different approaches and they're all brain teasers, which, which you don't really feel like thinking. The owner of this voice doesn't feel like thinking. But uh, one of the approaches here would be to, uh, to, to reduce our sense of, uh, 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 of a self that's very much isolated from anybody and everybody else. So the idea is that, or an idea we can entertain and consider in this question, is that as opposed to the self being what we call the self, because that's just the name, what we refer to by that term, being something that's set right maybe like a, a statue or, or like a rock or like a uh, a square right that's just there uh, it, as opposed to being something like that it's more so a concept and it and it can expand and it can um and it can contract and that you can uh, uh on one day view uh something or somebody as part of your quote-unquote self and another day you can expel it from the self so, for instance, you put on a, a, a suit or a dress in the morning, and uh, it, it uh, feels great, it fits great, it looks great, and you say, yeah, this is me. I'm expressing myself. This is part of myself. But then, let's say you spilt something, and I hate saying you because it sounds so preachy, but again, we're, we have to be consistent here with our terminology, but, so apologies for that. It's, it's humble because the voice, you're, you don't know yet that the, this voice is of a real person so only you exist for now and we're we're gonna say that all right so you can spill something on on the dress or the suit and now you you don't you don't like it right so you consider it as part of your non-self you're like get this off me this is not me all right so you, you throw it out uh, it, literally you take it off but already emotionally even if you can't you're at work you can't take it off right away then you already feel like no no no, no, no this is not really me this is this is my not self so we see kind of there's a constant conceptual flux going on we see a piece of news that makes us feel happy okay you ah you see a piece of news that makes you feel happy you say okay this is this is going to be part of myself you see a, a piece of uh, something you don't like, somebody mistreats you, that that person is part of my non-self, right? That's something else, that's somebody else. Uh, you Somebody treats you nicely on the contrary. Okay, this is family, this is me, this, this is myself. So uh, uh, you can tell that we can, uh, can, can in, enlarge or contract the, the sense of self in, uh, in this way. So the idea then would be that in order for there to be other people, there wouldn't need to be fundamental other selves. There wouldn't need to be fundamental other existences that are completely and totally self-isolated. Maybe they they come about because uh, uh, the, the atoms have come together in the proper way in the right location and then there's just a completely separate in itself existence that has nothing to do with you. It wouldn't need to be that. It would need to be that you consider uh, the 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 people that, or the bodies that you see 
to be uh, and the things that you see and uh, that to be part or hear people right things forget about that it's not so important uh, the people that you see to be to, to be part of your yourself conceptually speaking and how you do that is by trying to understand them and trying to uh, understand that they mean good and acknowledge the necessity of their positive intent and consequently kind of bring them into your concept of yourself so we see here that this is then uh, it doesn't take away from the reality of the other person so and on the uh, in fact we see that you yourself uh, you uh, uh, you say that you were real yesterday you were you yesterday and you will be you and you will be real tomorrow and yet these are separate experiences how how is this where does this come from or even this notion that there's a uh, my life from your perspective right this is my life I'm, I'm 40 years old it's my life when I was 20 it's my life when I'm 60 it's my life well it's a concept it's nothing more than that again to use that term just to, to, to bring things to our mind it's a concept it's a notion you right now at your moment of contemplation you consider uh, certain uh, experiences certain memories uh, is uh, whatever you want to call it, as part of yourself. And other things you expel from yourself. Maybe you say, no, before I used to be a, a, a big criminal, then I reformed. So before I, I reformed myself, that wasn't me. It wasn't truly me. It was part of my non-self. So consequently, you can look at pictures of yourself from before a certain date, and you can be completely, uh, can, like, say, there's no doubt that is not me. Uh, it's not me. Maybe there's some, the, the, that person looks like me or has the same fingerprints as me, but it's not me. I refuse to accept it. Absolutely a real phenomena. So we say that it, it is a concept. It's simply that we, you conceptually assemble yourself, to, uh, stretching back into the past, going forward into the future. So the idea is there's nothing stopping you from then uh, adding in other people to your conception. Quote, unquote, other people, but not really other people, other bodies, other interests, other identities, other personalities other ideals, other minds, what we call, um, uh, what can be called, or speculated minds, uh, uh, hypothesized minds, there's nothing stopping you. And the idea is it wouldn't be any less legit than, than it is to say that, you're, that you have a life, that you say it's my life, again, going backwards 20 years and forwards 20 years, that's, that's legit. We're not saying it's an illusion or a delusion. It's as real as, as the concept can be, which is as real as anything, we would say, or, or it's very much real, no problem. So you can do the same thing with other people then, and you can say that is me. It's just that that's me and with a different body with different experiences, with different memories, but it's me. I take it in as part of myself. Just like uh, uh, myself extends backwards and forwards in time, well, it extends through space. Any person that, that I, uh, I meet, that I'm aware of, I take that, that person in. And as long as I can uh, uh, acknowledge the necessity of their positive intent, meaning that they mean good, that they're not functioning differently than me fundamentally, they're not wired differently than me, it's not so hard to do, and I can take them in and, and consider them to be a part of myself. Now, there's still gonna be some kind of uh, we're not going to just do that in an unqualified way. There's still something, uh, some kind of mystery to do with the uh, choice and will and how it is that my choices create a, a distinct individual from somebody else and who's, who's this. So there's many questions here. By no means are, are we then just throwing them out and saying, oh, that's an easy solution. But that's a strategy right? that, that we see that the, the, the self is a, uh, in this way is a concept and consequently can be extended to it through time and not only through time, but also through space. So that's one thing that uh, you can do. And uh, consequently, then, when you look at another person, uh, you understand that's a body, but that's like when you look at a picture of yourself. You look at a picture of yourself, it's just a picture. It's not you, but you take it as a sign, as a symbol for your self. 
the same thing. You can look at another body and you can take it as a sign, as a symbol for yourself if you do this conceptual operation. You can look at the people closest to you and like your children. And you can say, that's me with a different body, with a different uh, kind of arc of trajectory because I do have my own developmental arc. I can't just look at a person that, that's good and I, and I make poor choices. I'm a criminal and I look at a, at a great person and all of a sudden I am a great person. Even though if a person could do that, they probably wouldn't be a criminal or a uh, the 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 violent kind or something like that or stealing kind, All right? But um, so a person can't do that. Each person has their own uh, trajectory and has their own moral uh, resume and and is responsible for for their own decisions. But in this conceptual way, it does seem we uh, you can expand yourself. Um, so another technique perhaps that you can use is to think about the fact that. Uh, you, you're a certain age or your body is and uh, you, you understand you're going to die and yet uh, you say that the world did not truly come about when you're, you were born in 1990, 1980, 1920 somebody probably still was 1900 probably the, the max or so so you, you say that the world was still there so consequently somebody was there and who, who was that somebody? So that would be then another reason to suppose that there are other uh, uh, people and they're real and they did and they do do things and just like right now all of those people uh, uh, exist for the sake of you, right? So that you can uh, enjoy life and uh, you can uh, drive a car, for example, which is the sum total of who knows how many. Uh, it, it really, if we expand it wide enough, it could be even billions and billions of people, right? The, the, uh, even a farmer that lived, an anonymous farmer that lived 897 years ago in Europe somewhere, um, uh, somehow probably contributed to, to the car that, that you now drive in, in some little bit. Some economic impact so, so, uh, provided food for somebody that was the ancestor of, an, of the inventor of the car, so something like that, right? So every single person that has lived is contributing right now to you being able to enjoy life and to grow and to develop the language, right? We take our language for granted. We think, oh, it's just something that somebody just invented in one go. But these are real people with tremendous amount of the labors of a tremendous amount of people went into the language, the English language, for example. We could trace it back to say a decision of a specific person like William the Conqueror to fight a specific battle, which totally changed the nature of the language. Historians say it would have been like, Old German English would have been, if not for a, a single battle, I believe it was, uh, of this speaker. I know I yet believes it was uh, of um, William the Conqueror. So it, all of those people, again, billions and billions of, of people that, that you think may have lived, if, we, if you give them reality, if you acknowledge that there was a point before the birth of, of yourself as a body, as an individual, all those people have contributed to you and that was their utility and that was their, their point and, and their purpose. And now, again, you get to live, you get to enjoy life, you get to breathe, you get to develop using these countless different uh, tools of, of civilization uh, from language and cars and phones and, and medicine and, and all of this. And then you can think, I, I will die. Right? Like this is something that we flee from. Uh, but we can be sure that the body that I call my, my own now one day will be in the ground and it will be eaten by worms or it'll be too too much in a casket where the worms can't get through, which is kind of nasty, even more nasty really just it's sitting there or it'll be burned, it'll be cremated. So consequently, I need to not, if I want to be in reality, I need to think about how can I not escape and, and avoid that fact and then how can I still lead a meaningful life? 
because if everything I do is for the pleasure of this body that is gonna be eaten by worms or cremated or otherwise somehow destroyed, well, then, then this, it's, it's, a, it's a waste. It's the stupidity of stupidities. Right? Why would I ever do that? But on the other hand, if I think, okay, now I'm the recipient of the, uh, the efforts and the labors of all of these countless other uh, individuals, and uh, consequently, if I do my part and I sacrifice myself to, for, for humanity, for the greater good, for the whole, and do everything I can to make a positive contribution, well, then th there is a point to everything I do, no matter how small or how big. So, if again, if you begin to think like that and you uh, take away the, the reality of uh, uh, the, the pains and pleasures of your body as much as possible and you stop thinking that everything comes down to this, the nervous system and the sack of, of blood and bones that you call your own, excuse me, that was born on a certain date and is gonna die on a certain date, well, that's another way then to, to care about quote-unquote other people because you understand that your, your contribution, your reality, your worth is only as it concerns the contribution to quote-unquote other people, to somebody who's gonna be saying I am in, in 100 years, in 200 years, in 300 years, just like right now we're saying I am and enjoying the contributions of people that lived 200 years ago, 300 years ago, 400 years ago. So that's another way. So then when we see, when you see, other bodies, you see other uh, uh, um, sacks of, of blood and bones uh, on a nervous system uh, with the brain and, and, and all this, you can think these are other tools, these are other pairs of clothing that, that are just like my own and, uh, and all of us are contributing toward uh, the good, are contributing toward the whole and to take away reality from uh, so, uh, some other uh, system like that, for, from somebody else like that just because uh, I can't feel the, quote unquote their pain or their pleasure doesn't make any sense both of us are going to be buried in the ground and that the only reality that will remain is what did we contribute to uh, the whole what did we contribute to the progress and advancement of the species of humanity so that's another way to to then grant reality to other people and to extend true uh, courtesy and sympathy and, and kindness and, and and love for them all right, um, that's probably enough there. And again, these are just thoughts as opposed to, to, to uh, kind of really hard, technically sound statements, but we can think about them. Um, perhaps, again, if, if you're going to uh, go down that road and you're going to try to separate your identity from your body and you're going to think of yourself as a self first, as an I. I have a body, you may think, right? I smile or I frown, not I am my smile or I am my frown. I have arms and legs, not I am my arms and legs. If you begin to think like that, you may, may eventually come to the point of thinking that I am, the, I am, that's it, right? That myself is myself. It's not the same thing as my body. So consequently, you're gonna see other bodies and you're gonna think those bodies are also indicate the same self that my body does. So I look in the mirror do I see myself? You can think, no. I see a nose if I have one. I see eyeballs if I have them. I see ears if I have them. I don't see myself, but all of those body parts indicate myself, which is all that I can ever conceive of as being. So consequently, of course, I have love for it. What else am I supposed to love? Not Nothing? <laughs> That's what I love. It, it, just not my myself defined in terms of my body, but myself as myself. So consequently, then you can look at other bodies and in as much as they're animated, in as much as they're biological and not robotic or plastic or at a wax museum, you can think these are bodies that are indicating myself. And consequently, given that I definitely love myself, I love this expression of myself. 
for what it's worth. Just like I love the, the expression that I call my own self, meaning in light of my body and, and, and personal identity, stuff like that. That's a little bit more complicated and advanced, but that's another technique. But the key here is the, the, it's probably possible to work through these things and to acquire genuine concern and, and love and understanding of what we call other people. Uh, but uh, it does require that initial honesty of, of understanding just how selfish you are. But I will say now, I also exist. We're gonna break the what is it the the curtain like in the in a show, right? We're gonna we're gonna admit it. I I think I also exist. The the person who's speaking, and consequently we we're, we're gonna say fine. We we have to admit how selfish we are and how uh, unbelievably, uh, absolutely, and totally. Uh, concerned exclusively with ourselves, we are. But after we do that, and we begin to genuinely and sincerely, beyond the the nonsense, I care. I'm a carer. I'm an empathetic person. I'm a charitable person. All this kind of stuff. Beyond this nonsense, we really begin to think about these questions as best as we can at our level. We can hope to eventually develop at least a little love for somebody else besides yourself, and that would be an amazing, incredible, and incredibly rare and precious accomplishment. So let's think about it. Thank you for listening.